Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. A familiar voice, familiar face to all of Central Texas. Let's bring in now CBS Bay Area sports anchor reporter Matt Lively returns to the Matt Mosley show. And who knew? I mean, we were going to have Matt on any chance we get anyway. But who knew that his alma mater would somehow land back in the Big 12. So he's moved out there closer to his alma mater. But he could have stayed in Central Texas and just watched his alma mater come into Waco and come in to hang out starting in 2024. Matt, uh, how are things going, man? Are you, uh, are you, are you settling in? On, in? Are you kind of a Bay Area type personality now? Man, I'm emotional. I'm emotional is what I am. I'm getting to talk to Matt Mosley. Mm. Aaron, Aaron called me. Great to hear his voice. Uh, I'm emotional that the Pac-12 is dead, which we're going to jump into. Uh, and yes, I am a Bay Area type now, I guess. I love the weather here and the water's nice. Um, but listen, now I get to come back to, to Waco sometime to see the old Sun Devils play. Not what I had on my bingo card, but here we are. How long does it take you to get? I guess you got to fly, right, from where you are. I'm not going to walk get... it or drive it, so yeah. Okay, yeah, to get over there. To, I was just thinking about you getting to Tempe. Um, now, boy, I, I, pre, I bet Cal and Stanford really feel from the bottom of your heart. I was just looking at this recent tweet. I feel terrible for Cal and Stanford, but how is joining a fully East Coast-based conference fair to student athletes? Matt, that, that horse has left the barn. I mean, you're... Yeah, I guess so. They all... I mean, there are four of these teams now on the West Coast that'll be flying to the East Coast and Middle America as well to play in the Big Ten. At this point, Cal and Stanford looking for survival. And if the ACC offers them a life raft, um, at least you get to play big-time basketball. I mean, somewhat big-time football. You remain... At a seat at the table. I mean, it's the it's the difference in getting something crazy, you know, like four to seven million a year, and at least eking out twenty to twenty five million a year, or something in that neighborhood. So i I see um, I see no issue here. I think Cal and Stanford should be extremely excited if the ACC is indeed talking to those schools. You know, do you do you disagree with me? financially sure they're going to get more money going to the acc over if they somehow manage them to, to get into the mountain west which i think the package would ultimately be oregon state washington state cal stanford joining the mountain west you have a 16 team conference at that point here's my issue it's the travel of going east coast and let's think about it from both ways how many how many coaches who are currently in the acc are raising their hands right now not talking basketball or football, which I know is kind of the issue here because those other coaches don't really have a seat at the table right now. But if I'm a softball coach, if I'm a baseball coach, if I'm swimming, I don't want to fly to to San Francisco on a on a Wednesday flight 
have a game Thursday, get back on Friday. And if I'm Stanford and Cal, you have to consider that as well. And my issue with conference realignment right now is that we're, you know, the NCAA pushes the term student athletes. That couldn't be further from the truth. You know, these are just money makers for them now. They don't care about the mental health of these of these kids, of these athletes who are going to school and have classes. I mean, we're talking Stanford and Cal. These are two of the more rigorous uh, courses and schedules that these students have. And now we're expecting them to go transcontinental nonstop. What are we doing? This is nuts. I mean, I just I can't get behind putting that kind of pressure and stress on someone in college. I'm not I'm not far out of college. I can't imagine doing that kind of travel while playing a sport while also trying to keep up in school. What what it's is the alternative though? Playing inferior competition or being in and I mean what why did they go there? They probably a lot of them went there to play in the Pac-12 and have a chance at something big. Obviously that doesn't seem to be happening in football right now. But I mean, how can I mean the only way you can justify trying to upgrade and have good facilities and be good is to get involved in this. I'm I'm all with you on the. I mean, I hate the, you know, the mental health aspect of this and all that. But I mean, surely what Stanford ought to be doing is dipping into that endowment. I mean, we're talking billions upon billions of dollars in endowment, and they rarely shift it over there to sports. It might be time if they want, if they do worry about the mental health of athletes, we could debate whether they do or not. Let's charter some flights. These student athletes you're talking about, they'll have to fly commercial. Um, you know, get them, get them on a private plane, get them across the country. I mean, that's what you're going to have to do. I mean, that's the trade off if you want to remain in big time college athletics. And, and it remains to be seen. If Cal Berkeley and Stanford actually do, because quite honestly, even in the Pac-12, they weren't making the commitment needed to ma- needed to stay at this. Like David Shaw, that whole thing had gotten incredibly stale. And you've been out there, and now you can kind of see it all in person. I used to think Stanford was this magical place, and from what they tell me, the facilities, even the baseball, they're great at baseball, and the park's not that great. It's not even that. It's not even that nice. That 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 really really surprises me. But uh, that's interesting though. You do not want these. Uh, well, so do you not? Do you think this is going to happen? That they're going to end up in the ACC? My my guess is no. I, I just think it's going. I mean, hey, what 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 does my guess mean at this point? I, I, I didn't think the Pac-12 was going to fall apart completely last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and in reading with the Athletic today, it was like. On Thursday night at 11 p.m., it it seemed like the Pac-12 was sticking together. Yeah, and then the Big Ten made their big push with Fox. Here's my argument for the Mountain West: is it might be inferior, but these are athletes, student athletes, whatever we want to call them, who they're going to really good schools. So the schoolwork matters a lot to these kids. Not only that, we're now they're the big fish in a small pond now. We're going to a to a, a larger college football playoff system. There's a chance that they can be one of those group of fives that gets in, being Stanford or Cal, whoever has a better year in football. That's their ticket to the college football playoff. In March Madness, win your win your conference, win your tournament, you get to go. Um, so th- I think there's something to be said 
for playing as a still an elite athletic program in a smaller and maybe more inferior conference. I mean, they are going to have more recognition than they were in the Pac-12 where they weren't winning anything in recent years outside of maybe baseball with Stanford. Yeah. Yeah, that's, boy, I tell you, it's interesting because you're kind of out there now in that world. What about um, what about Matt Lively joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN, Central Texas, CBS Bay Area. What's that affiliate now? CBS. You've gone over to CBS. Any, is that helping you any with your golf or anything? I mean, does that CBS affiliation get you, you know, to cover some of the nicer tournaments? I expect you to be at Pebble. All right, the AT&T Pro-Am or whatever we call that now, you need to attend that event next year. That should be on your list because that would only take you, golly, you could be out there in an hour, an hour and a half with no traffic, and that's never the case. But, I mean, you literally could be out there in about an hour and a half at Pebble just kind of hanging out. So you, you definitely need to get on that deal. I've been told we'll, we'll be doing some pre- and post-round coverage uh, live from Pebble, which will be a whole lot of fun. I was, you know, there was a rumor of Nick Faldo potentially giving me private lessons. I, that hasn't come to fruition quite yet, um, but I'm still holding out hope. You know, we, we get the master's package there, so a lot of perks. Um, whether or not I'm on a plane to Augusta next year, I don't know if that's happening, but who knows? You know, maybe just if I put on some CBS <laughs> swag, I, I might shave a few strokes. The one thing that is kind of tough about it is I do have the same affiliate as one Chris Williams, and it puts a bad taste in my mouth, but that's okay. I can overlook that. Um, but, yeah. You, you, you cannot know, be concerned. You can't be concerned about anything happening in the state of Oklahoma. All right. He, he was <laughs> desperate to, to get around the Sooners. And now he's turned himself into a Sooner softball. He's now like mm-hmm. the OU Sooner. And, in fact, he was getting on to me. How could you not have me on during, like, the Oklahoma softball World Series? I was just like, listen, I care about Baylor softball. <laughs> I mean, I, and I, like, I like softball. But Chris was really giving me the blues at Big 12 Media Days. You should have seen him around that Dean. Oh, he was on his best behavior. That big-time Oklahoma City anchor or whatever, that guy from Norman who played quarterback for the Sooners, Dean Blevins. I've never seen Chris just, oh, Mr. Blevins, what could I do for you, Mr. Blevins? Can I hold this for you? Goodness gracious. It's like driving around a golf cart or something. But, uh, oh, oh, you know, I love Chris. To him later. Yeah, I gave him a – no, I gave him a huge hug. We were very excited to see each other. Y'all have left me with – I mean, my gosh, I'm having to meet new people down here. I got the ABC guy. He's he's about 16. No, he's a nice guy, actually. The new ABC guy just got out of UNT, like literally two years ago. I mean, he, he went to Meridian, Mississippi. He is very nice. I, I kind of like him. Uh, and uh, and then uh, Nicole Sheeran still hanging around. So Nicole and I. Say, don't forget yeah. the great Nicole Sheeran. Come on. No, no, I like Nicole. And then Darby, of course. And, again, I think they brought Chad. Chad's some, one of our local affiliates. So we're trying to move on, but all you guys left me. And I thought that was very rude. Uh, I guess maybe y'all got offered more money or something. But uh, tell me this, uh, Matt Lively, Arizona State, where's that fan base right now? I, I think the, the AD and the president 
are kind of they're not that excited. They 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 wanted the Pac-12 to hold together. It didn't. Maybe they'll get on board with it. What about the fan base? Well, you've been monitoring some of these sites and wherever Arizona State people get their news and weird fan sites and and chat rooms. Um, are they coming around, or is there some excitement about it, or are they still kind of in almost a a time of mourning? What's the state of the? What's the kind of the the uh, state of mind of Arizona State? And for people that don't know, Matt Lively is an Arizona State alum, and he went to that famous Cronkite school there, where they still uh, put out some journalists from time to time. What um, <laughs> where where is everybody's head uh, right now about this move to the Big Twelve? Morning is a good word. Shock comes to mind. I think if if a whole bunch of ASU fans were on a boat with Ray Anderson and Michael Crow in the middle of the Pacific, they might, you know, tell them to go tube or something and forget to connect the rope to the boat and then drive off and never come back. Um, I would say this. <laughs> I, I believe, you know, Michael Crow was Larry Scott's uh, kind of crony and second in command. And so I, I blame Michael Crow with the destruction of the Pac-12. And I don't say that lightly. Um, they asked uh, Ray Anderson and Michael Crow the other day, you know, if they take any responsibility for the destruction. And Ray Anderson acted like he was all offended. Listen, when your names are on the ledger and the time period in which the Pac-12 was destroyed, if your names are there, you were a part of that. They had plenty of opportunities just two years ago when Texas and Oklahoma announced they were leaving. I mean, think of the state of the Big 12. Think of what the Pac-12 could have done coming in to get TCU and Baylor and Oklahoma State and whoever they really wanted. I'm sure there could have been an easy pitch to get them out west when the Big 12 looked like it was going to crumble, and they did nothing. Um, And so I think ASU fans are just bitter right now. The Pac-12, man, 115 years, a lot of tradition, a lot of history. As Bill Walton likes to say, the Conference of Champions. And it's just dead, and it's upsetting. And I don't think anyone has any hostility against the Big 12, although Ray Anderson is making fun of West Virginia because Ray Anderson, I mean, gosh, I can't think of a worse guy to run a college athletic program. But I don't think anyone's upset that we're in the Big 12. I think it's just still some some sadness that the Pac-12 is gone. All right, and I, I'm, I'm just sort of curious here about this head coach. Uh, uh, Arizona State's gone through some coaches, as you well know. Um, Kenny Dillingham comes in there. You know, Arizona, this Jed Fish has my attention a little bit for how he's been recruiting. Uh, Dillingham certainly has some credentials and, and um, you know, has, has to – I would think, you know, based on where he was – at Oregon, people have to feel pretty good about him. Where, where is the? What's the state of the Arizona State football program? And even before all this, had Dillingham pumped any life back into this thing? Is there any feeling that y'all have that you could make some noise in this uh, in this new look Big Twelve? Yeah, K- Kenny D is the answer, man. He is, and you know, supposedly Ray Anderson didn't want to hire him, so that makes me like this guy even more. Um. He coached with Matt Pallage, obviously, and when I was still in Waco, I asked Matt, you know, what do you think about this hire for Arizona State? And he couldn't have been more complimentary of Kenny Dillingham. He's an Arizona guy, went to high school there, went to ASU. He coached some of my buddies' JV football teams back in the mid-2010s. 
So this guy knows Arizona. Um, he has activated the Valley. That's their rally cry. I think for 2024, they already have a top 10 recruiting class. I mean, they'll be shuffled down a little bit, you know, when the big names start to come off the board to Alabama and Georgia. Um, but I, he's got a lot of excitement behind the program. This is a homegrown guy. This is exactly what the, the program needed after the mess that was Herm Edwards. So I'm pumped up. I'm excited. And, you know, we're going to have one more great year in the Pac-12, and then I'm ready. You know, let's see Baylor and ASU. I don't know if the morals are going to match up here, Mosley. We've, you've, you've taken some shots at my alma mater, uh, whether it be, you know, some recreational activities that are done out there or whatnot. But we're going to see what it's, what it's like when ASU plays in Waco and what those ASU fans, you know, kind of make of the downtown Waco area and uh, things like true love and uh, freight. I'm, I'm curious what it's going to be like. Yeah. You no longer have to publicize these local bars to to try to get free free drinks. Okay, you don't live here anymore, so I you don't know you when can... I'm coming back. Yeah, well, we'd love to do. We'd love to have that. Uh, Dillingham said, uh, "He said now we need the fans in the valley." Well, y'all we love to call that the valley, Kelly. You ride it on everything. Sucks. It's a little weird, but to get behind it, fill up the stands, show support. Because we're going into a football heaven, Texas. Golly, what is Dillingham talking about? A football heaven. I mean, yeah, we got some, we got the Bears and the Frogs and the Red Raiders and the Cougars. But I mean, we got a lot of people outside the realm, the great state of Texas. I love that. I love the fact that I like that Dillingham showing a little passion and excitement. And I'm sick of it. Like you said, this crow. By the way, I don't know if you can tube in the Pacific Ocean. That seems odd. Can you enter tube in the in the ocean? No, but that's why I want to like see a... them two out there doing it. <laughs> it's just out there, out there on a dual tube. Send them out there <laughs> on a little yacht or something. And then you never, well, we don't want to, yeah, that, that happened with a uh, with some famous movie stars once. Um, and we, we won't get into that story. Uh, well, I'm, see, I, and I was even talking to you earlier, Matt, that's going to be fun to kind of to get the, the, the sense of, okay, who covers what out there? Who's, who do I talk to other than Lively? Who's on that day-to-day Arizona State beat? Now, what about uh, hoops, men's and women's? Hoops. Now, Arizona has played some great women's hoops. I, I am familiar with, with their work in that, in that respect, the Wildcats. But what about the Sun Devils, um, uh, men's and women's basketball? Are we, are, are we, we thinking they could come in and, uh, and do well in what's an incredible men's conference and a, you know, pretty good women's conference? Yeah, the women would probably – make me a little bit more nervous than the men. Um, I don't, you know, Charlie Turner Thorne was there for many years. She's exited the program. Uh, to be honest, they have a new head coach. I haven't really kept up with it because that's where that program is. On the men's side, Bobby Hurley over the years has brought in some of the biggest name recruits that we've seen ever at Arizona State. Um, and it's, as we like to say, a sleeping giant. We're just waiting for the one team that's going to finally make the push. It seems like we're always in the play-in game for March Madness. Of course, we had that awful, awful TCU buzzer beater uh, heartbreaker this year. But we do have a nice history of beating up on Kansas from time to time. 
uh, just in the last six or seven years. And I think they'll compete. I think they're a middle of the pack big 12 team. Um, what it's going to be like when they play Scott Drew squad. I don't want to, I don't want to like, I might turn the TV off. I don't know if I want to look when that happens, but um, if he continues to build the recruiting like he is, and maybe that's a sell, Hey, you get to now play big 12 basketball, which is the premier basketball conference in the nation. Who knows? Maybe that ups our game even more. So I'm excited. I, I think the men can definitely hang around. I'm not as enthusiastic for the women's game uh, with my Sun Devils. I think they'll probably be a lower tier team at the moment. All right, Aaron, if we ever need to talk Arizona State women's basketball, let's <laughs> let's not have lively. I feel like he's yeah, really got that down. <laughs> he's soft. <laughs> He's kind of soft shoed this in that depth. area. Yeah, I think I do. I did. Well, I was able to do some research. the The head women's coach is Natasha Adair. Natasha Adair, and uh, right on the tip of my tongue, right on the tip of I, my tongue. I just I, I I like her work. In fact, I've been following her for some time now. Oh, get in out fact, of here. Um, no, heart, heart, you got her bio. You have her bio up right in front. I don't even want to hear this. Um. Georgetown, Wake Forest. I'm just doing it off the top of my head. College of Charleston, and most recently, the University of Delaware. Wow, we okay, so we brought in Delaware. We brought in a Delaware coach to, to a Power Five school. That's do, there it is. Do do not ever sleep on the mud hens or whatever. There's whatever Ray Anderson's Del- hiring. That's Ray Anderson's yeah. hiring. If I've ever heard it. Hey, I do want to say I appreciated when we came out of commercial. There, you had a California themed song. It was Beverly Hills. I, I did just want to point out that is South. It's a little South, yeah. <laughs> a little South. You could have gone, you know, a very famous singer just passed away, has a great song about San Francisco, about leaving his heart here. Could have gone there. Yeah, we lost a good one, didn't we? Golly. Tony Bennett had uh, made it all the way to uh, age, oh, I think about 93? Somewhere around there. Had a good run. Had a good long run. Uh, Tony B. By the way, my grandmother, we just celebrated her 100th birthday. Unbelievable. 100 100 years for Francis Hendricks Lawrence. And uh, also we celebrated the other day, number 46, for Joseph Logsdon, my brother-in-law. Matt, you want to do this every day? We'll just kind of talk about my family's birthdays. Actually, you and I share a family name. Lively Lively. is... uh, that's my, me. I should send you a kit and see how, how you know closely we really are related. Yeah, we dress alike. Some would say we right. look a little alike, although I've got a little more age on me. Uh, by the way, the Ferrety, that F-A-H-E-R-T-Y, uh, the fall look that I'm going with is more of those hoodies, kind of a fat kind of a, a dress hoodie, so to speak. Okay. So be kind of looking in that area, all right? That's kind of okay, a yeah, new... You know you got to keep me updated on that. I've, I've completely uh, modeled my fashion after you, so... That's a new angle for you, and they do... I bet they have some shops out there in the uh, greater San Francisco area. Uh, yeah, all right. I live on a street with one. This is this is what, it's, this is what I've, I've been dealing with. I'm, I'm trying not to spend too much money, but I pass this store every day, and I think of Mosley, and I go, I might as well get a pair of socks or something. Yeah. What? What? Uh, how far are you away from water? Uh, five minutes. Ooh. Walk. Five-minute walk. 
Is it like a pretty beach or is it like real rocky and stuff? Gorgeous. We're in the marina. We're in the marina. I did. I got in the water yesterday. I went to a beach and I jumped in yesterday. It was about fifty-five degrees in the water. Oh More my of a gosh! Bunch, but it was good. <laughs> I'm drinking green smoothies, and you know, I'm just living it up. Oh, but you have sandals on today. That is really, yeah. Who's the? I do. Who's like the head? Who's the biggest? Like who's the anchor in in your part of the world now? Who that everybody knows? Is there like one main like Del Hansen was for the Metroplex? Who's that guy yeah. in the Bay Area? The great, the great Vern Glenn. My uh, he he works here with CBS uh, thirty plus years in the market. He's incredible. Everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. Uh, and he's been incredibly gracious to me, taking me under his wing. And so having a blast working with him. All right. I tell Vern I may have him on at some point. Vern sounds like a guy I would enjoy visiting yeah. with. <laughs> okay. uh, all right, Matt, I appreciate you. And uh, we'll uh, we'll be in touch with you soon. Anytime, Mosley. Great, great catching up and chatting. There he goes. Matt Lively.